to a Sports Movie Minute podcast, Space Jam edition. Podcast where we discuss the movie Space Jam minute by minute. We are your hosts, Chris and Kayla. Take it away, <laughs> Kayla. <laughs> you know, we're going to make it through this one day very fluidly and it's going to sound great and professional. Um, this is minute 63 and it begins with an angry bull and ends with... Uh, frankly, a little bit of sexual innuendo by Michael Jordan. You pick that up? Uh, probably not as clearly as you. <laughs> he he just like it's just a touch of innuendo um, where he tells Mister Swackhammer, "You want some of me? Come get it." <laughs> you know, I mean, take it in a different context. Yeah, in a different context. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that be used before. In a different context. In a different context. I was not a participant of that conversation. (laughs) Full disclosure. But, you know. Um, Yeah, okay. I'll give it to you. (laughs) There's nothing to give. It's correct. Um, Okay, so this minute, what we wanted to do was um, similar to when we recast the Monstars or chose different players for the Monstars. In this minute, we wanted to set up some NBA comparisons for... All for the Toon Squad, mm. frankly. So who are they as players? Who is their NBA equivalent? Mm. And we focused on the starting lineup. Um, you know, I've got a couple of wild cards in there that I can talk about. I don't know if, if Crankin, if you've got any. Um, but before we get started on that, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on? Uh, a few small things. First one, um, the little, is it karate or kung fu that Tweety Bird is supposed to be doing? I just wrote down martial arts. Martial arts, yeah. It, you know, it could be any number of any combination of defensive mm. maneuvers. And so martial arts and karate, I guess, other um, forms of fighting. Karate um, isn't necessarily just for fighting. Well, not fighting, but sorry, of, um, forms of martial arts. Um, sure. Is that fair to say that it was really reached a peak popularity, I guess, is especially in America in the 1990s, or was it more something that kind of exploded onto the scene in the 1980s? I have no idea. Like, I've got nothing for you. No, I started thinking about the Karate Kid, which is how I got there. It was like, oh. that definitely probably helped popularize. Um, well, then, yeah, then it would have been in culture. Yeah. But I mean, it's still quite a big, like martial arts in general is still quite a big thing and they, it keeps getting bigger. Well, yeah, I think it's just more diverse now, right? In terms of options available. Cause you think like, um, Krav Maga. Yes. Which I used to take and I loved, um, Brazilian jujitsu. There's so Huge. many different options available, which have all become mm. quite popular. It's just like, a, um, Muay Thai. Muay Thai, like, yeah. We've got friends who pretty much do any of the above. Yeah. Like, did you know that I have a friend who's like a double black belt? Oh, wow. Well, she, she, it's a she for starters, mm. which, you know, feminist over here, but is, I think she may be one of the first, she's the only person that I know personally who has a black belt and, and it's a woman. I feel like I only hear about men black belts um, or male black belts. Um, but yeah, she kind of let it, she got her black belt and then she carried on for a little while, but then she's let it slide over the past few years. So she, I think she's back at it hmm. recently, but yeah. Wow. And she's, 
She's so funny because I've got anger management issues in case it is shocking, shocking. Um, And she told me, she was like, you should actually do karate because yes, it's martial arts, but a large part of it is actually like a meditative process. Mm. Um, Interesting. mm, I thought so. Well, why, when do you think martial arts reached its peak here in Australia? Uh, Well, I wasn't alive before the nineties, so hard to say, but it, it seemed to be quite karate, seemed to be quite popular. Um, I guess when I was at primary school, not that I ever did it or anything, but it was like a very um, viable sporting option for people, mm. you know, like along with like soccer and football and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. yeah was, my, my nephew's done karate. My niece did um, jujitsu when she was younger. Mm. Her dad did jujitsu as well. Mm. I did Krav Maga. Everybody's done something. I don't know. I've never, mm. I've never done anything. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Refocusing, refocusing. And I had one other thing, sorry, before you get oh, into yeah. the NBA. Um, Swaphammer calls a timeout from the stand. It's outrageous. Yeah, he's wild, that Mr. Swaphammer. Yeah. And I was getting like, I wonder if that's ever happened in the NBA. Like, Because obviously you have coaches on the bench but whether like Mark Cuban's yelled to whoever the Dallas coach is to call a timeout and it's happened or I'm sure not in recent times but I'm also sure that it would have happened like back in the 70s yeah. or 80s well, for Pat, sure Pat Riley now sits Pat Riley doesn't coach but he's like the president GM or whatever yeah. of the heat like surely he's when he's sitting in the stand in the games he's yelled out he just screams timeout. Yeah. Call a timeout. Call a timeout. I wonder if there's ever been any instances of someone from the stands calling a timeout and the ref Rest. not. Yeah, like, like a fan, yeah. Yeah, and the ref not kind of registering yeah. um, and like just calling the timeout. I'm sure it's happened. I want, yeah, that'd be such a gra- an interesting thing to to look at to research. <laughs> um, but anyway, point being, Swakama, wow, it's just. He's outrageous. Wild. I love him. I don't because he's the bad guy in this, but he's he's great. Runs his own race. He does run his own race. Um, anyway, yes. On, onwards to the, your key activity for this minutes podcast. Yes, I thought it'd be a fun activity. Mm. I don't know that I'm super thrilled with any of my selections. Mm. Um, actually, that's not true. I'm really happy with one with one and a half of them. No, you know what. Screw it. I'm happy with all of them. Um, so who did, who did you do? Like I said, I did the starting lineup, obviously excluding Michael Jordan because he is an NBA player. Um, and then I've got two additional ones. How many did you do? Uh, the same. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Do you want to do the additional ones first? Uh, yeah. Who so, did you do? Well, I, I did Sweaty Bird. <gasps> Me too. And I did I, – my NBA player was Chris Paul. Okay, mine was Nate Robinson. Oh, yeah, there's, there's some similarities there, though. I say Chris Paul because Tweety Birds just seem to be like, you know, that like annoying, like buzzing in your face, <laughs> which okay. is like what Chris Paul is known for being like, basically, he's, if he's marking up on you, he's like hip checking you, he's like grabbing your jersey, mm-hmm. he's like poking you, he's prodding you, he's in your face, he's buzzing around you. So that's how I got to Chris Paul with Tweety Bird. Yeah, and I, well, I first. But my first thing that I did was look at undersized players. Hmm. So Nate Robinson obviously really yeah. comes to mind. And then he does have a touch of what you're talking about. And because particularly in this minute where Tweety's very aggressive, 
I see that yeah. in Nate Robinson. Yeah. That's, that's what I get from him. Yeah. Um, who was your second other one that you did? Uh, I swear to God, if you did the, the second same one as me, I would be furious. <laughs> Four cord and Michael. Oh, good. Okay. No, I didn't <laughs> do him. You go. Uh, I had Rudy Gobert. I don't know why. <laughs> well, that French. That Rudy Gobert is French. Me. Oh, so then shouldn't he have been Pepe Le Pew? Possibly, but roosters are French as well. Like, Ooh. I'm sure, like the French roosters, the are... French um, like symbol, like animal symbol is a rooster, is it not? What do you mean the French symbol? What's the French symbol? The French animal, like I'm thinking of, like the rugby team. I think their rugby team logo, national rugby team logo, oh. is a rooster. I could be wrong. Oh, I have no idea. Anyway, that was in the back of okay. my mind. Um, we'll, we'll need to fact check that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then also a little bit uh, slower, lumbersome, a bit lanky, I guess. Um, big presence on the court. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just just came to me. Okay. Okay. I am. So the reason what inspired this, right. Was that I found an article, um, that says, you know, finding the NBA comparisons for every player. And I can't remember who they picked for Foghorn Lankhorn, but they picked someone who was really big, but also really soft. Mm. Um, because Foghorn Lankhorn isn't, despite his size is not an aggressive player Yeah, is, you know, he gives that thing. He's like, do I need to remind you that physical violence is bad? Yeah. So that's kind of how they, they did that, which I, which I liked. Um, my other one was Wiley Coyote Mm. and I chose him because I was looking for a comparison for Dennis Rodman. Wiley Coyote is my Dennis Rodman because I think about Wiley Coyote blowing people up to prevent them from scoring. Oh, yeah. And that has Dennis Rodman written all over it. Definitely does. My flagrant foul king. So <laughs> that was, he was my choice. I like that. For that one. I do. All right. Let's go from kind of least interesting to most interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do Taz in mm-hmm. our starting lineup. Yeah. So the angle that I went down was... I was thinking about undersized centers or undersized players oh, playing okay, the center position. Okay. Yeah. But then yeah. also looking for it. So I ended up going with Draymond Green. Um, oh, because okay. I, I see Taz also like a ball of energy on the court, like mm. going here, there, and everywhere, which Draymond's like. Like he's a yeah. high intensity player, like a almost like a Rodman um, or a Barkley, I guess, in some sense, but also undersized. As well, so yes. Um, how did I kind of land it on Draymond? I I don't hate that. I actually quite like that. Um, except the fact that we have already talked about that he should not have been the center regardless. Mm. Um, but so what I did was I looked at someone who was just a bit ridiculous of a player, and when I thought about ridiculousness, I kind of just I don't know who the Tasmanian devil is as a player. Sure. You don't see him do a heck of a lot. No. And yet he's a starter. Yeah. Um, and the, I'll just tell you where I landed. Yeah. I landed on J.R. Smith. Okay. Because I was thinking about some of the most inconsistent players in the NBA where you <laughs> don't really know what yeah. you're going to get. Yeah. And I don't know that you can go past him. No. Frankly. 
That's a fair statement. <laughs> yeah. Game by game proposition, JR. Well, I found, I actually, because I was thinking about him, and then I looked up sort of the most inconsistent players in the NBA, and he's actually number one. And here's, this was, oh, it's, it's hard. His 10 best games, his averages, 33 minutes, 18 points, 63% field goal. Mm. This is field goals. 63 field goal. Well, how would you say that? 63% field goal percentage? Yes. I say percentage two times. That seems silly. Anyway, but in his 10 worst games, he averages 24 minutes, 0.8 of a point. Wow. 0.8 and a 5% field goal percentage. Wow. So that's outrageous. Like the difference there is just wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, Definitely disappears on occasion in games, mm. but I mean, also a role player. So to um, to argue a bit for him there, I'm like, well, sometimes he just doesn't get, probably get the ball much, but still, like that's pretty pretty stark contrast. Mm. So yes, but he's that. That's kind of like my least favorite selection of mm. the other of mm-hmm. the others in the starting lineup, which is why I wanted to get him out of the way. Mm. Um. Do you want to talk about Daffy? Yeah, yeah. Who do you have? I don't know. I had a hard time with Daffy because I actually found an um, article where it tried to compile stats for all the June squad. Which, from the which we're doing in a later minute. Yeah, so correct. Which is don't. Why you know that box scores is going to be like a huge episode yeah, for I know, you. I know. That's your thing. Um, but yeah, like spoiler alert, Daffy doesn't really do anything in the game as we all see. <laughs> But I was also like uh, thinking like a bit of a comic relief, a um, mm. bit of larrikin almost. So somehow I landed on Blake Griffin. I don't hate that. Yeah. I'm not upset about that. Mm. Do you, are you saying that Blake Griffin doesn't do much as no, well? Or no. you had to shift away from that? I had to shift away from that a okay. bit, yeah. Um, I was going to say, because that'd, be, no that'd be an aggressive stance. I couldn't think of a... I couldn't think of... Because I tried to keep it to power forwards as well. But I oh, you were very position-focused. I was a little bit position-focused. I was I, not at all. I couldn't think of a good comparison for someone who just does nothing on the court. So I was like, I'll go down a different route here. And landed on Blake Griffin. Blake gets injured a lot as well. So... Well, they all get injured a lot yeah. in this in this movie. Um, I chose Russell Westbrook. Interesting for Daffy because for two reasons. Um, number one, I wanted someone who was like almost too confident for what they contribute. Um, but also, I wanted to pick someone whose life is a fashion show and. Is there uh, another yeah. NBA player whose life is a fashion show Russell more Westbrook. so than yeah. West, Russell Westbrook? Nah, not at the moment, at least. I actually, I love the way that he dresses. Like, it's very... He goes for it, doesn't he? He absolutely does. And I mean, it's not all hits, but like, he does a really great job of just kind of being him. Um, not very many people are going to be able to pull that off. All right. Uh, quick side note. Your top... I'll give you off the top of your head. Oh, top no. five... NBA fashion, favorite fashion, fashionistas. So, well, well four, because you've, you've, 
Russell Westbrook's in there. Russell Westbrook is definitely in there. Um, far out. LeBron? LeBron's very LeBron is definitely in there. Um, I liked when they all kind of went through that phase in, maybe what was it, like the early 2010s with mm. like Geek Chic. Mm. I really enjoyed that. The, the like glasses with, the, with, with no Yeah, the glasses lenses. and the bow ties. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was very much a moment in time um, to see all of that. Yeah, that happen. was prime Russell Westbrook. You loved yeah. that. Yeah, you're gonna kill me because you know that I don't know anybody's names. Um, and one of them I don't want to say because he's definitely my number one, but he's also on my list. Actually, he's my number two behind Russell Westbrook because I love I love him. The we'll moments. come. We'll that come back to this but, question. Yeah, I'll give you some him. thinking time. Please do. Please do. Um, okay, let's do Lola Bunny. Mm. I'll go first. Yeah, you've gotten to go first the last. Four times. Uh, James Harden. Uh, I originally had James Harden. Did you? And then I changed. I don't know why. What? But I see I see James Harden, yeah. Yeah. She she is James Silky Harden. Silky smooth, mm. highly skilled, dunk, can shoot, yeah. can. Plays a bit of defense. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's, she's a great kind of all-rounder. Yeah. I, I like James Harden. Mm. But I went with uh, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, uh, because okay. yeah, got all the skills, um, but also is just a just a bit of a boss on the court. Just doesn't doesn't take shit. Doesn't mm. doesn't go. Doesn't muck around. Just gets the job done. Just yeah, and you know, he's one of the best players, or if not the best player in the NBA at the mm. moment as well. So. But I like it. I'm not offended very, by Kawhi Leonard. I, I could very easily go James yeah. Harden. I, I was going to say, I got to say, like, I've got to give myself that point because I just feel like James Harden's a better fit for Lola. Yeah. Like the other ones, like I'm willing to do like Westbrook or Griffin on this. I can't even remember who you said for Taz. You said, oh, Draymond. Yeah. I'm actually willing to give you Draymond instead of J.R. Smith, but I get Harden. <laughs> Instead of mine. <laughs> um, okay, then this is the one that that I'm quite. Oh, I had Michael. I had Michael from Michael, by the way. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you reckon? Um, okay, Bugs Bunny, who's and again the person that I have is also one of the best dressed NBA players ever. I had two, so I had current player and former player. Oh, you had two. Yeah, hey. I like my my. Answer will be that I'll give my answer as the current player, but okay. the former player I had was like Magic Johnson. No, you're wrong. Anyway, um, you don't get that. I'm gonna. I'll argue with you in a minute. But yep, okay. Uh, current player Ben Simmons. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, explain. Well, relative to his other teammates, Bugs is one of the tallest. So oversized point guard, even though he's not tall, like he's four foot four or whatever. <laughs> Um, I love how much you've gone just very position focused. Yeah, like I, I think that that's that's interesting how uh, you've done that. But also a bit of an all rounder um, in terms of what they're contributing on the court. It's doing a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I, where I got to. I think it's the oversized point guard thing got stuck in my head a little bit there, but. Anyway, that's where I landed. You don't get Magic Johnson. No. And I'll tell you why you don't get Magic Johnson. Because if anyone on that team is Magic Johnson, it's Michael Jordan. But no, he's Michael Jordan. Yeah, but 
that's what I mean. Anyway, so, so the way that I looked at it was who is a great number two player hmm. that has had, that's how I viewed it because that's really what bugs is, is he's the person who supports Michael Jordan. He's Michael Scotty. He is Michael Scotty, but I'm not going to say Scotty no. because that first of all, it's a bit of a cop out. Yeah. And secondly, I think that almost, I don't want to say it undersells, Anyway, I won't. I'm not going to say anything further on but, that. But, <laughs> but, but you can argue that Ben Simmons is like the number two to Joel Embiid at the moment, so it still kind of works. Anyway, who are you? Let's who have you got? I chose Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I don't mind that because I see him as LeBron's. Like that's kind of how. I mean, not that, always, that was, obviously, but during that, that was the time dynamic period, in my yeah, that's yeah. the dynamic. That's the dynamic. Oh my god. This, I don't mind that. I think that I think that this this wine has gone no, off. Let's, frankly, let's, let's roll with that Diami. That was the dynamic in Miami. Miami in Miami. <laughs> the Diami. Good God. Um, that's yes. And who, like I said, is also one of my number one best dressed NBA players. Mm. Very my top five. I said, something's wrong with this wine. It's completely messed with my brain, and I've had half of a glass tops. What a time for Miami when they had LeBron and Dwayne Wade rolling up on the red carpet to games. Oh, what a, yeah, that's such a trendy place to be. They, they, they just, I'm just trying to think, but they both like just dress well, right? They're very, they do. They're very stylish. Well, it's, I'm, it's interesting because, so you know the whole thing about, um, What's his face? Oh my God. David Stern. Good Lord. I forgot my hero's name. Um, how he established the dress code. Yeah. And how everybody thought that it was like a racist thing to do. Yeah. Do you know of this? Yeah, I'm sure we've spoken about it on the podcast before. I'm not sure if we've talked about the dress code. Yeah. Um, before, if we haven't spoken about it, and for our listeners who don't know, David Stern established a dress code that players had to dress a certain way, um, probably like when they showed up for games, they yeah. just, they couldn't come in sweats yeah, or yeah. whatever. And every, and people thought that it was quite racist against the black players because they tended to dress a little bit more street than the white players would. Yeah. But now like the NBA is the only league that has like pregame fashion. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Yeah. Is how they dress prior to the games. Um and let's and let's also be honest, the like the black players are killing it. <laughs> like, no, they no. are absolutely slaying. Yeah. Like, I never see a white player that even gets up on the top ten on Instagram. No. In the in the shots that they no. collect per team. Not no one, but the ratio yeah. skews very heavily towards the towards black players. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're much better. Do you have any others before we wrap up? I don't. And I'm genuinely like, I'm racking my brain trying to think. I mean, Steph Curry's fine, but meh. No. He's not on the same level as Dave Wade not. and LeBron. Well, and they're even still like a little bit, they've kind of, not that they've aged out, but they've aged out a bit because obviously Dwayne Wade doesn't even play yeah. anymore. Like it's, it's Westbrook or bust at the yeah. moment. Um, the one thing that I, the other thing that I wanted to say is what who I really wanted to put on this list was Allen Iverson. I wanted him somewhere, but I couldn't figure couldn't out. Couldn't just quite find the right fit. No, I couldn't. 
So putting the pressure on, who do you think Iverson would be? Oh, man. Man, oh, man. Doesn't have, I mean, to be honest, I don't think it's anyone that we've spoken about yet. What? That's tough. Who else? Hockey Pig, Sylvester. Um, Elmer Fudd. Nah. Maybe there isn't anybody. I don't think there is. There's he's just a, he's a unique dude. No. Nah. One of a kind, Alan. Mm. I loved him back in the day. Who didn't? Oh. <laughs> Entertaining to watch. Mm. Everyone loves the little guy, though. The little guy competing against the, the bigger guy. The little guy. Is he, is he taller than you? No. You sure? Yeah, he's like 5'11". Was he really? Yeah. Well, that's Six be- foot and maybe top, but I'm pretty sure he was listed at 5'11". Still no, wouldn't necessarily call that a little guy. <laughs> Well, no, he's but a yeah, fraction shorter than me. So. Relative to everybody else. When, yeah, yeah, relative yeah. to being on the NBA court. Um, so I think, in so let's 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 keep score. Let's of the of the ones that we spoke about. Um, like I said, I'll give you Draymond for Taz. I think we tie on Daffy. I get Harden for Lola, and. Bugs Bunny. See, Ben Simmons is actually one of my favorite players. So I want to give that to you, but Dwayne Wade's better. <laughs> He's a better choice, and I'm sorry. Yeah, well, so you, you win? I think so. Well, but is, who's, there's no, we're not keeping score. It's for fun. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure yeah, out yeah, who, yeah. Did, who did a better job replacing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, and, uh, and I think that's it. I think let's wrap up. So I found a quote from Draymond about Michael Jordan, um, which is, yeah. Um, So when kind of criticizing Jordan, actually, um, in relation to um, Jordan calling out Scottie Pippen when Scottie Pippen um, was uh, getting a little bit hot under the collar based upon how much money he was making. And that kind of the end of the bulls era. You're starting to give way too much context to these quotes. Anyway. <laughs> like we, we just become story time at this point. <laughs> you're making $36 million and this guy is making two. And yet you're saying when you mention um, your name, there's no way you cannot mention Scottie Pippen's name. And he's just supposed to sit there. That don't make sense. That's crazy. 